TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and thank you for jumping on here with me tonight. We're going to spend about the next 30 minutes or so together, and the topic that the Lord has put on my heart for this broadcast is the mind of Christ. You know, this is something that we, I don't know, we really don't hear about it all, all that much. We do hear about it, of course, you know, in the word, when we read the word, and it's so important. It's so important. So that's what the Lord put on my heart. So I'm excited to dive in with you. So again, I just want to welcome you. Thanks for, you know, spending your time here with me tonight. I believe this is really going to bless you. So I'm going to go ahead and just jump in and get started. You know, in 1 Corinthians, I'm just, we're going to dive right in here. And then at the end, I'm going to ask you to pray with me uh, for what's happening in Texas. And uh, it's just going to be powerful. So, oh Lord, thank you. Thank you so much, Lord. I'm going to just pray real quick. Is that okay? Thank you so much, Lord, for your word going forth tonight. Lord, I pray that it will just bless the viewer watching and bless those that will watch the replay. And Lord, just, I pray your abundant blessings to just go forth in Jesus' name. And it's just going to be really powerful. So, you know, if you think about the mind of Christ, right, what does it even mean? What does it really, really mean to have the mind of Christ? So I'm going to just jump in and share uh, uh, in from 1 Corinthians 2.16. The Apostle Paul said, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. And he was actually quoting from Isaiah when he said that. And then he said, but we have the mind of Christ, right? We have the mind of Christ. He was speaking about himself and every fellow believer. You know, sometimes when we think about um, the apostles in the word, right? Or we think, you know, yeah, they did those things, but I can't do that. You know, all the stuff that Jesus did, but guess what? They did do the things that Jesus did, and not just them. I'm meaning not just Paul. Paul wrote, my gosh, so much of the New Testament, but Paul wasn't the only one walking in miracles, signs, and wonders. The Lord Jesus was confirming his word through many, many uh, of the disciples. And so, you know, it's, it's just phenomenal when you read it. You know, our attention is focused on Paul and Peter and James and John. But if you look at it, Paul wrote about all these other ones. There's Timothy, there's Stephen, there's, there's uh, I forget the guy's name, Tychicus. And like all these people and, and even the women who worked alongside of them and were faithful, you know, to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's just wonderful. So what does it even mean? to have the mind of Christ. This is really, really just a really important topic. Having the mind of Christ, first and foremost, it means being in full agreement with Jesus Christ, with the word of God, with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's They're three in one. It means to be in full agreement with God. Jesus said that he was always in full agreement with his Father. And I'll tell you, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm talking and I'm teaching on this broadcast tonight, but I'm just letting you know, I have by no means arrived, like, you know, but I am not where I used to be, thank God. I know Joyce Meyer says that all the, the time, right? But we're all growing and we're all learning. And I'm telling you, I am diving into the word of God like never before in my life. And I mean, and I've divin, you know, divin, do you believe that? I have dove in, you know, before, but... 
not like this. This is just full throttle, full on. I'm so determined to walk like the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter what it takes, I'm telling you, and I'm saying that publicly, no matter what it takes, I am, I'm going for it. And I hope that you're going to go for it too. Mm. So when we mess up, right, the Holy Spirit he convicts us. He shows us. Now, I know a lot of people, you know, no, he doesn't convict us of sin. He convicts us of righteousness. When you mess up, the Holy Spirit's going to convict you. Yes, he's going to convict you like that's not even who you are. You're righteous in Christ. He, he convicts the world of the sin. And really, it's just the sin of unbelief, right? Because they don't believe in Christ. And it's true because those who are in the world that sin against God, they're, they're not even thinking about the things of God. You know, so it's because mm, the word of God is, is spiritually discerned. It's a spiritual thing. And discerned means recognized. It's spiritually recognized. Okay. So what I was saying is that when the Holy Spirit, when you mess up and the Holy Spirit shows you that you messed up, all you need to do is confess that thing. Lord, I'm sorry that I came into agreement with, you know, the enemy on that and I just, I, I just, I cast it out right now. I'm just, I, I know, and I receive your forgiveness, right? Because the Lord Jesus has already forgiven you, but you still need to confess the thing to get rid of it on your end, right? Confess it, repent of it, get rid of it. Boom. And then boop, you're right back on, you know, the straight for, for yourself. Even though Jesus has already forgiven you, if you don't get rid of it, it's going to stay with you. You're going to feel guilt, condemnation. Your conscience is violated. And it's hard to then, you know, go on to the next thing and be faithful in what God's calling you to do. So having the mind of Christ, right? It means to walk as Christ did here on the earth. And I was saying before, you know, it wasn't just Paul and Peter and James and John that did all these, you know, awesome things. I mean, there have been saints through the ages that even have raised the dead that I just found out about recently that what? I mean, it's fantastic. It's awesome. And this is, well, that's for another day, but listen, not really because it's Bible. This is the word of God. This is what Jesus said that, you know, we can do and people have done it. Many people have done it, right? Christ in them. Okay. You know, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just very passionate. So, okay. We've got to know the word in order for the mind of Christ to be in us, right? And you've got to know who you are in Christ, but also who Christ is in you, right? You're in him. He's in you. The father's in him. So we've got father, son, and Holy Spirit, because as soon as we were, you know, born again, we've asked Jesus to come into our heart and be our Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit came in and sealed us. So, I mean, it is Oh my gosh, we've really, really got to think about and meditate on and focus on what the Lord has done for us and given us this precious Holy Spirit, his precious, his precious spirit, right? Galatians 4, 6 says that the, that the, the spirit of God is the very spirit of God's son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm, so good. So in order for you to really understand, right, and to have the mind of Christ, it takes walking in maturity in the word of God, right? Because babies, they feed on milk, meaning, and babies, you know, um, when, when you're first, well, let me just say this. When you first get born again, your spirit man is made perfect, or spirit woman, your spirit 
It's made perfect. You literally are given the mind of Christ, right? So your spirit knows things that this, your, your mind can't really comprehend yet. And it won't be able to until you get in the word and find out for yourself what the word of God says. And then the Holy Spirit will illuminate to you scriptures and you'll be like, whoa. And then you'll understand it and you'll be like, wow, this is what that means. I'm telling you, listen, it's great to listen to good teaching and preaching, right? Because even the Bible says, how will people understand without a, a, a preacher, without somebody to explain it, right? But then, you know, there's another part of, script, part of scripture that if you, um, you get with the Holy Spirit, you know you've got the Holy Spirit, and you ask the Holy Spirit to make the Word of God, the Bible, come alive to you when you read it, I promise you He will do that. So I, I love to, you know, if you combine really great teaching and, you know, preaching with reading it for yourself, that's really number one. You know, Smith Wigglesworth said he never, ever, 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 ever read another book, only the Bible, right? And there's been, you know, others as well. And that's just something, you know, for 17 years, I've read books and read other people's books and that's all, you know, good and fine. And now the Lord has said to me, after all this time, no more books. I still, you know, will watch videos and, you know, teachings and, you know, I've got my favorite um, certain preachers that, that I like to listen to. But, and I'm not telling you not to read any books, so please, you know, I have a book, you know, that I, that I wrote that, that people still purchase, and it's just, you know, it was written years ago, but it's evergreen, because the Holy Spirit wrote it with me, you know? I basically took dictation while the Holy Spirit wrote it, so all I'm saying is, it's so important to, and I'll never stop saying it, to get into God's Word for yourself. Reading it, hearing by audio, my gosh, I feel like I retain and, and I pick things up that I never even saw before. And it's so great because reading is great, but listening. Faith comes by hearing, 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 hearing the Word of God. So it's really good to read the Word of God out loud too. So you want to be mature in the Word of God, right? You've got to start just, listen, if you want to have the mind of Christ so that you can have victory in all situations and circumstances of life, you got to make a decision. It's going to cost you. But what is it going to cost you? It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you everything. But the reward is everything because you'll be able to help everybody. You will be walking in the wisdom of God. You will be able to win souls like that. Why? Because when people are going through stuff and they're in the world and it's dark and they can't even think straight, you're going to say you're going to love them because you're going to know to do that. Right? You're not just going to get easily offended. Right, It takes maturity in the things of God. And so, um, you know, I could go off on another tangent about offense. Offense is the trap of the day. People are dying every single day and getting shot and stabbed and everything because they're quick to get offended and say something. And for what? Let it go. Right? Oh, my goodness. I'm just saying, you know, we all... Um, mm, and sometimes it's just, again, it takes maturity, but the more you read the word and the more you listen to the word, the more you're going to, you'll hear the Holy Spirit when someone says something to you and he says, keep your mouth shut, don't say a word, mm. and you just do it. That's awesome, right? That's awesome. 
see hearts flying. You guys know that's awesome. Because it's easy to just rah, rah, rah. So many marriages are all busted apart. Why? Because it's all about what are you doing for me? Wow, Holy Spirit, mm, going, going here. What are you doing for me? What are you doing for me? And the other one's like, well, what are you doing for me? But if each would wake up every morning and just put themselves to the back and say, what can I do to make, Lord, what can I do to make my husband happy today? What can I do to make my wife happy today? And you know what? If there's been a lot of bickering and bitterness and junk in the marriage, it may take time. But I'm telling you, if you, you know, it reminds me of the movie Fireproof, right? It, that's a great movie, by the way. Any couples out there, if you haven't seen it, oh my gosh, please, this weekend, like go and rent it and watch it together. It's so awesome. And so, um, but anyway, the whole point is if each would wake up every morning saying, you know, what can I do to make the other person happy today? Even if it's just a compliment, you know, a, you know, hey babe, even, oh my gosh, you know what's coming to me? This is what's coming to me right now, that there is someone out there, maybe it's more than one person, and they have a husband who's not working right now. Wow. And it's a lot of upset and contention and a lot of fights, a lot of struggling. And ladies, let me just say, mm, if you put that man down, you know what? Maybe he's, if he's being, you know, if he looks like he's being lazy because he's on the couch, it might be because he's depressed because he needs encouragement. I'm just saying. Yeah, should he take, you know, uh, initiative and all that? Yeah, but you know what it's like to be really beat up? I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying this is how you can help instead of, you know, maybe making things worse. You know what I mean? Every single human being, oh my gosh, I'm going to get emotional. Every human being has a need to be loved and accepted and we all go through times of discouragement and heartache and you know just where we feel the weight of the world on us and we just want encouragement from the people that we love you know and sometimes it's the people that you love that are like treat you the worst and it should never be that way your husband your wife you know you should be able to come home to you know, and just be like, ah, when you walk into your place, you know, now I know that some of you are saying, yeah, but that can't happen because my husband this, and you know, if guys are watching, you might say, yeah, but that can't happen because the wife is always, meh, 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 meh. you know what, then you be the one to work on it. I don't even know how this went in this direction, but I do because it's the Holy Spirit. You know, this is what was needed tonight. I just start talking and then the Lord, he, he just, he taught, he starts talking, you know, through me, but I just feel like, wow, the mind of Christ, <laughs> the topic, but if you have the mind of Christ in your relationship, that relationship will turn around and it will be good. So the bottom line is you need to be consistent with your words of encouragement to your spouse. If he doesn't have a job right now and he looks like he's being lazy, he might just be depressed. And maybe you could help him by giving him encouragement you know, and saying, come on, you know, this, this, this isn't even you. Like you're, you're awesome. You know, you're, you're amazing. You've got it in you. What do you, babe, what do you love to do? What do you want to do? Start communicating instead of arguing, 
right? Quarreling is immature. According to the word of God, you know, strife, every evil thing is involved with strife. Mm. So you want to keep strife out of your relationships. And even if somebody is, they might seem like the worst of the worst to you. They might be drinking, smoking, you know, arrogant. Ugh. You know what? Inside of them is someone that just wants love. What would Jesus do? I'm not talking about any kind of um, situation where there's abuse. All right, so just hear my heart on this. If there's physical abuse going on or just, you know, awful mental abuse and you really have peace in your heart knowing that you are not contributing to this, then yeah, maybe, you know, you need to do something about that. Let the Holy Spirit lead you, okay? But what I'm saying is, you know, if, if you can be the one to lift the other person up and give encouragement, you'll see how fast a relationship can even turn around. Mm. So I don't know, that was for somebody, maybe it was for several, um, but the Lord put that in my heart to just say that, so I had to. Um, actually, I didn't have a choice, the Holy Spirit just, <laughs> just spoke, so I hope that really blessed you just now. Um, but I was saying that it takes being mature in the things of God, um, because things of the world will try to get in, right? Things of the world will try to get in. Trouble will be all around us. Trouble surrounds People in the world, right? Whether you're walking with the Lord or not. However, you know, they say that um, life is, um, what is that? It's how you, oh, somebody help me out here. I'm blanking, right? But it's 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 90% of how you react to it, 10% of actually what happens to you or something like that, right? You have to, I hope I didn't mess that up, but yeah. So it's how you react to it. And if you are so filled with God's word, because I'm telling you, the mustard seed, right? You start small. You just get, start reading a little bit of the word every day, a little bit of the word every day and listening. And before you know it, that little seed gets in and it takes root. And then when trouble comes, what's going to come out of you is that word. Mm. You're going to know your authority, right? You're going to know how to be gentle, but have, you know, humility. You're going to know how to have compassion, but you're going to know how to kick the devil's butt, okay? Yeah, that's right. You're going to know how to just make sure that, you know, when the enemy tries to come in, you just knock him down with the quickness. I mean, even praising the Lord will knock the enemy out. He feels like he's getting hit with a baseball bat. He doesn't want to stay anywhere where the Lord is being praised. Praise is a weapon of warfare. Don't forget that. Mm. Sometimes, you know, we're like rebuking and this and that. Jesus cast them out with a word. So it's really, really important that we, you know, really focus on letting Christ live through us. If you notice the Apostle Paul in his writings, right? And even the other apostles, they were so confident. They were bold. They knew that they could do anything because Christ was in them. They could do anything that needed to be done because Christ was in them. Now, of course, Paul suffered all that per persecution, but you know what? I so admire him and the other disciples because they spoke boldly about Jesus because they knew it was the truth. You know, I mean, even when Paul was preaching till, oh my gosh, late, right? Late. He was preaching, oh my gosh, for hours and the boy fell asleep and fell out of the window 
like I think it was the third floor or something like that, and he died. And Paul went right down there and he said, no, no, don't worry. His life is still in him. Didn't even worry. Don't worry. His life is still in him. And the boy was brought back. Awesome. Because they were so confident of who was in them and with them and working through them. And this is where, this is the place that we need to get to. All right. So having the mind of Christ also means realizing the urgency of bringing people to Christ, right? We need to be on a mission every day that those who are walking the dark, we need to guard against complaining, right? Because if you're complaining all the time, first of all, you're in agreement with the enemy every time you do that. So you need to repent for that and get rid of it if you catch yourself, right? Because again, anything that you come into agreement with, you're either in agreement with God and his power is going to work or you're in agreement with the enemy and that power is going to work. And how do you release it? I always say it, right? With your words. This is how you release the power of God in your life. He said, you do it. You do it. He's not going to do it for you. He said, you do it. I've given you authority, right? Jesus spoke to the wind and the waves, peace, be still. And they obeyed him, right? You know, comment if you've ever spoken to a storm or a hurricane or anything and it has dissipated because it, it has off of my property before, you know, actually a couple times, like over the last few years. And but I mean, listen, I, I understand, you know, I mean, right now there's so much going on with the storms and I just, you know, I know that everybody's praying and I'm praying too, cause it is really, it's been tough. I know that, you know, just looking at the, the news and all that stuff and, you know, not just, I mean, Texas, my gosh, but you know, and I thank God for Joel Osteen. Do I need to go there for a minute? That man got attacked like crazy and, and I knew it wasn't true. Oh, Anyway, you know what? All I can tell you is my husband got saved watching Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen is an encourager. That's his assignment. He brings people to the Lord. He is a light. So that's that's where I'm going to leave that. But I love Joel Osteen. Okay, truth be told. And I'm, I'm really proud of him. And, you know, I just, I'm really... I like, I'm glad to see what's happening there and how uh, Lakewood is being such a refuge for people. So, you know... Brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to not attack others who are spreading the good, good news gospel for Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus said, you're either for me or against me. And if someone is preaching Christ as Lord, you know what? I'm just saying, if, if they don't have all the facts right, I always say, you know, we're all learning and growing. But if they've got Jesus as Lord, listen, anybody with an evil spirit can't even say that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. That's Bible. That's Bible. It says it that an evil spirit cannot say that Christ came in the flesh. Okay. So I'm just saying, do we have to be careful of what we listen to? Absolutely. But guess what? If you stay here and let this be your anchor, you're going to know when you're listening to something that's fake or false and you'll know to throw it out. You will. If, if you let this be your anchor, you're, I'm telling you because the Holy Spirit will bear witness with your spirit and you'll be like, mm, yeah, that didn't sound right. You know what? And you just, Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit will show you. 
Mm, he's so good. So, oh my gosh, we have five minutes left. This happens all the time, doesn't it? But anyway, the importance of bringing people to Christ. This is so, so, so important. Remember, the mind of Christ, it also means, it just, it, you know what, in, in a nutshell, it means walking as Jesus walked, right? Boldness, gentleness, humility, wisdom. Why? Because he was filled with the, the fullness of the spirit, right? He's given us his spirit. We're not lacking in anything. We're not. We're not lacking anything. Jesus also spent a lot of time alone with his father. He would go up to the mountain to pray or he'd go, you know, into the wilderness. He, he spent time alone with God. It's where he would get renewed and refreshed. And then he, it's like he got his instructions to go to the next town or to go to the next village or to go wake up Lazarus, you know, or whatever. He spent time alone with the Lord and then, you know, he would, he would know what to do. Jesus was, oh, he's just awesome. And yet, you know, he said it was better that he was going away because that way that the comforter would come, the Holy Spirit would come and be with all of his believers. Isn't that awesome? Right? Because if Jesus was still on, here on the earth, I can't even imagine what that would be like because he, he was one person, right? We have the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh. And we've got the mind of Christ, right? Romans 12, 2 says, don't conform to the world, right? Don't agree to the world, with the world, but renew your mind according to God's word. That means you're thinking something, but God's word says, no, do this. Don't, don't, don't be an offense to saying, right? A situation. Don't be an offense towards your wife, towards your husband. Don't be an offense. Lord, help me to love them better. Love is the answer. And God is love. Google it. God is love. It's awesome. Right? Jesus walked in all boldness, humility, authority, right? And he, he abided with the Father. Abode, abided with the Father. And Jesus said, I'm going to just read you this scripture. In John 15, 7 and 8, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, right? Ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, proving yourselves to be my disciples. Bottom line is, we got to look at the way that Jesus lived his life. And and even the apostles, you know, Paul and 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 how did they live? You know, and, and, and the stuff that they told us about, you know, stop quarreling and don't be drunk with wine and it doesn't mean you can't drink wine it says don't get drunk with wine you know somebody asked uh last week did, did jesus even drink wine and i'm going oh my goodness and i found the scripture in uh luke 7 33 through 35 read it for yourself and jesus said he said um, John the Baptist came neither drinking nor feasting, yet you say he has a demon. No, I'm sorry. It says, John the Baptist came neither drinking wine nor feasting, yet you say he has a demon. And then the very next sentence, Jesus said in Luke uh, 7:34, Jesus said, on the other hand, the son of man comes drinking and feasting, right? Oh my goodness. So there you go. There you go. Jesus drank wine. Hello, we know. He drank wine. He dipped the bread. He gave it to the apostles. So 
The problem is not drinking wine, right? Paul told Timothy, drink a little wine, it's good for the stomach, but drunkenness is the problem. Don't be drunk with wine, right? Wine with a meal, nothing wrong with that. You've just, you've got to guard. Listen, you got to listen to the Holy Spirit. You have to listen to the Holy Spirit, okay? Hmm. Compassion, compassion is just, you know, such a great trait. I remember years ago asking the Lord to please give me more compassion for people. And I tell you, he did it because I could hear something or a conversation and it just brings me to tears almost like immediately, or I see something good or I'm watching the relief efforts and I'm just bawling because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and, and it's because people are helping each other. I see the goodness. I watched Joel Osteen's four minute video about, you know, Lakewood being open to the people. And I just started crying. I'm like, Lord, this is so great. You know, it's just anyway. So Jesus was always moved with compassion, right? He raised a widow's only son from the dead in Luke seven. And, um, you know, so the bottom line is, I really hope that this has been a blessing to you tonight. I didn't get through everything, but People who aren't spiritual, it's because, and they, they don't understand the things of the spirit, they can't because they're spiritually recognized, right? And that's what the Bible says. It just sounds foolish to them. They can't understand it because Satan has blinded their minds to the truth. But when they're in a place of needing help, you can absolutely come, not in your wisdom, but in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And you can say, Holy Spirit, how do I approach them on this? How do I bring Jesus to them? He'll show you. He will show you. The Bible also says he who wins souls is wise. Google it, right? So good. Then you'll know where to find it in the word. I love Google because you might know part of the scripture. Google it. Then you go to your word and then you start reading and then you can't stop reading. It's really great. So, um, okay, we're out of time tonight, but I just want to mention that if You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. I sound like Joel, right? But it's true. You can do that right now. God knows if you mean it. And I'm going to lead you just into a simple prayer. And we're going to close. And so just repeat after me, but mean it with your whole heart, okay? And then we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for Texas and for not just Texas, but every place that's been affected uh, by the storm. But just say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner Remember, if you're saved already, if you're born again, you're a saint, the Bible says. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross and paid for my sins forever. And I believe that God the Father raised you on the third day. I know you're alive now and you live forever. I ask you, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and change my life forever. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior Teach me your ways. In your name, Lord Jesus, I pray and I thank you. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. Now you got to make sure that you listen, get into the word, because if you don't, your spirit is made perfect. The Holy Spirit comes in, but nothing's going to change because your, your mind has to cut, catch up to your spirit now. Okay. So I want to pray now. It's just quickly, you know, for Texas and for every place that's been affected by the storm. And I want to say, 
you know, I, right now, it, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I thank you right now, Lord, that your protection, Lord, is with the people of Texas. Lord, I thank you for all the people that are banding together, Lord, and coming together to provide the relief, Lord, that every area that's been affected by these storms needs, Lord. Father, I pray for recovery and restoration quickly, quickly, Lord. Father, I just release your angels of protection and angels of peace, Lord, and and just to be over all the regions, Lord God. And, and in Jesus' name, I come against the spirit of fear and then words spoken in agreement with that fear. We come against that in Jesus' name and we declare that the Lord is our protector and our shield and our covering in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you right now that you've given us authority to speak to the winds and the storms and the rain and, and the weather because Jesus did it. And Jesus said that the works I do, you will also do because I go to be with my Father. He's not going to do it, but he said you do it. And he will work through you, through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that is on the earth with you and me today, doing these signs and these wonders and these miracles. And Jesus himself is up in heaven looking, going, yes, right on. That's it. Go. Yay. Mm. We've got the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you right now, Lord. And we just, we just, we, Lord, we just ask that I ask that you would help us all, Lord, to be bold and to really come to the understanding, Lord, the enlightenment and the and understanding, Lord, open the eyes of our understanding, Lord, to really comprehend, Lord, the power of your Holy Spirit living in us, Lord, and that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us because you're in us, Lord. And we just love you, Lord. We bless you, Father. We give you all praise, honor, and glory in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by your Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, well, I love you and I bless you. And, you know, please share this on Facebook, on your page, if it's been a blessing to you tonight. Let's advance God's kingdom together. And if you've got a story or a miracle or something that God's done in your life, you know, maybe I, maybe we'll get together and I'll interview you on the broadcast. So feel free to send an email. If you've got a testimony of something that God has done in your life, feel free to send an email to info at lisaboldo.com. And I'm also going to be putting up, um, you know, testimonies um, on the website, but um, definitely we want to brag on God. We want to brag on all the wonderful things that he's done and that he's doing. So feel free to comment. Let me know what you took away from tonight and how this has been a blessing to you and even what you want to see more of, you know, from the word of God. So I love you. I bless you. And I will see you again really soon. All right. Good night.